everyone, and welcome to episode three of Those Magic Sparks podcast, a show about anything and everything related to Walt Disney World. On today's show, we discuss a new guided painting lesson being taught at Port Orleans French Quarter, speculation that Disney is purposely cutting ride capacity to increase attraction wait time, and research indicating that a Disney roller coaster may help some guests pass kidney stones. Yep, you're going to want to stick around. It's going to be a good one today here on Those Magic Sparks. To those Magic Sparks podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Peg Zisman, and I am joined again today by my best friend, co-host, and wife, Rachel Zisman. Hello. Hello. Okay, so as a reminder for anyone who may have missed our first episode, Rachel is not as Disney news aware as I am. So each week I find Disney related news articles and rumors online and I share them with her. Every topic I bring up today, she will be hearing for the first time. This way you get a little bit of both perspectives, that of the Disney enthusiast and that of the more typical average Disney fan. You ready for another round of news, Rach? I sure am. Excellent. Let's get to it then. Our first news item is one that you and I have actually hoped for in the past, so I'm really excited to share it with you. Cool. Our first news topic is actually all about finally, and maybe they've had it before, and we've somehow never known about it, but I finally saw a news article posted about it. A guided painting session. I have so badly wanted to go to the Epcot Festival of the Arts because you and I love doing artsy stuff. And we have always said it'd be so cool if they had the equivalent of a paint night at Disney. And now they have one. So it's at... French Quarter, so Port Orleans French Quarter, mm-hmm. Wednesday nights. It's called Painting on Debayu. <laughs> yes, like D-E instead of the. <laughs> <laughs> it's an instructor-led paint class. Wednesday nights uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Scat Cat Club. And you get to do your own take-home masterpiece. Again, totally in that same spirit of like a paint night type program. Price is really good, too. It's only $35. What? I know. That's, that's a, a good deal. Price. Yeah. And everyone that participates has to be 12 years or older. And here's another interesting thing. They only allow 16 guests per week. So I don't know how popular it is, but it sounds like it's for adults or heading towards adults. Older adolescent. Yes. Yeah. And it's a nice small group. Yeah. But only 16 people a week? That's not a lot at all. I know. We will be at Disney World for a week on a Wednesday. We should do it. I know. I kind of want to do this. That would this. be super cool. I know. We don't have any dining reservations that night either. We don't. Um, what, what, do, what do you paint? Do you know what you paint? Or Good question. I looked that up. Each month, it's a new painting. It looks like 
for January, I believe they did like a lamppost in the snow. So obviously they've been doing this for a while. I don't know why it didn't come out as news until now. Um, in February, they did a Mickey and Minnie Mardi Gras type picture. I think for March, they're doing Peter Pan with Wendy and Michael and Tinkerbell and all them flying through like the night. Right. So each month it's something new. My biggest issue with paint nights, though, is that if we go together, we weirdly make the exact same painting. Right. So then we would have two of them and we just have to fight over whose is the best and therefore gets to be displayed. I always decide it's mine. Yeah, yours is probably the better. Um, (laughs) It does sound super cool, though. I know. I want to do it even if it's redundant. It is. Yeah, it would be cool anyway. I think it would just be so much fun. It would be really fun. What kind of painting would you hope we got to do? Like, if you could pick. I'm jealous of the Peter Pan. The Peter Pan one is really cool. I wouldn't have probably jumped at or picked the Mickey Minnie Mardi Gras. The Mardi Gras one. Yeah. And the lamppost one. And maybe I wasn't paying. Maybe I made that up. Maybe that wasn't even Disney. Um, It didn't look particularly Disney-esque. I was going to say that didn't sound very deliberately Disney, which... Yeah. I mean, that isn't a deal breaker, but... Well, but we can do the other ones at home. What if it was like a Mickey Mouse on the beach? I wouldn't like that. Neither would I. (laughs) (laughs) Not immediately. I was like, like, why? No. Um, no. What if it's like a Lilo and Stitch? Like Uh, Hawaii somewhere? But I want to hang it up at our home. So I'm taking Lilo and Stitch as a no for you. Yeah, right. I would want... Pocahontas. Like, no. Like a classic, not tacky painting. Pocahontas is your favorite character. It is my favorite, but I also don't know... Are you implying she's tacky? If I would want a picture that I painted of Pocahontas. (laughs) In your adulthood. In my adulthood, hanging in my (laughs) home. Um, so I would pick like maybe like the Epcot ball or something. I was just thinking Cinderella's castle. Cinderella's castle. So a park icon. Yeah. Fireworks over either of those. Ooh. Yeah. I'd be into that. Okay. Yeah. So like night sky icon, maybe some fireworks. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'd also be really into, cause you know, we love Epcot, like the world showcase skyline. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even like fireworks reflected on the water or something. A la how I proposed to you. Yeah. That's right. Throw but... that little connection in there. <laughs> right. But something like that. I'd be into that. Yeah, I would want something Fireworks and... in the shape of Mickey's head because it's July. <gasps> like the picture what? you showed me earlier. Oh, of the Epcot ball and then two fireworks making the ears. Yeah. Yes. That would Hard be cool. Yes. That would be cool. We really just want Spaceship Earth. I just want a picture of, yeah, the outside of Spaceship Earth. <laughs> just hanging Mickey, in our home. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I want the it. Epcot ball. I'll take it. So, so that's a yes. So that's a yes. Hard yes. I, again, six to eight. So it will cut into some Magic Kingdom time. Like that might be it for our day at Magic Kingdom. I know, <gasps> but we're going three days. So three days in Magic Kingdom. So interested. Not 100% sold. Definitely d- contingent upon... What is the painting? A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. All right. Definitely maybe. Definitely maybe it is. Got it. Well, let's move on to our next news topic, which is actually 
almost diving into the land of conspiracy theories. Yeah, do you have your tinfoil hat ready for this one? Pull them out, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) There's... The conspiracy theory is based entirely on fact. Sure. The conspiracy itself is speculation. (laughs) Okay? All right. I learned of this news through an interview that the Diz Unplugged did with Len Testa. Mm -hmm. Len Testa, Disney guru, runs touringplans.com and helps write the unofficial guide um, to Disney World and several other books every year. Just brilliant Disney mind. Okay. Yes. Huge data nerd in the best way. And he objectively and, and like factually documented and has research to prove that Disney has cut, reduced, like cut down on their ride capacity, particularly of popular Disney attractions. Um, like which ones did he? Didn't list specific ones. Just popular ones. Popular ones in okay. general. Like reduced ride capacity. I think the one he cited in the interview was Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. So Disney has the ability to get X number of guests through a given attraction in one hour. They can do that. They've been consistently going below that mark, which is really against what they've always sh- like strived for in the past. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing. You don't want people standing in line and getting angry unless you have a reason to do that. Right. Disney consistently has upped the prices of their park entrance tickets and, you know, the price of their hotels and all that. And one of the reasons they give to justify price increases is that the most common complaint they get is that rides are too full or I'm sorry, parks are too full. Ride attractions are too long. Like the lines, the the queues are too long. People are frustrated. They want smaller, reduced crowds. So how do they do that? Well, they do that by increasing prices or so they say Mm -hmm. in order to discourage others from coming well what they tell you and what their actual motivation may be can be two totally different things and so the speculation here is that disney is wanting people to experience long queues so that way they can think to themselves holy cow these parks are packed and continue demanding that disney do something about it which therefore would justify them continuing to increase park ticket prices. That is the speculation. And actually, here is an interesting data factoid from the interview. Mm -hmm. He said that in January of 2018, when 95% of American school children are in school, there were longer wait times at these popular attractions than there were in July of 2017, which is when you and I last went, when 95% of school children, American school children, were out of school. Interesting. Extremely. But I think that there's probably, so for me at least, when they say we want fewer, you know, we're trying to solve this problem of having fewer people in the park. Wouldn't it make way more sense for them to just have few, like, sell fewer tickets to the park? No, because they need the money of people buying food. No, that's food what I'm and, saying. That's and, what I'm saying yeah. is that they're that's not a good solution. Is to <laughs> say, like, oh, the only way that we can reduce crowds is to charge more. It's not. So that's like a pretty thin excuse. But then my first thought is like, okay, so if they are doing, um 
you know, sort of an off season, you know, during not family vacation season, right? Wouldn't it just make more sense that they have, first of all, more, you know, like teenagers or whoever works, fewer people working the attractions, and so therefore they move slower? Well, that's what they're doing, is they're having fewer people work on the attractions. They are also, when they can, like pulling out some of the ride cars. That's what it sounded like. So in those ways, they are decreasing the amount of people they can get through the rides. Sure. But I also think Disney definitely has a motivation to have people out wandering around through the park because that's where they buy churros and, you know, T-shirts and whatever. So it almost makes more sense. I don't know. I guess I'm not on the conspiracy theory of uh, they're doing it so they can justify raising prices. You think they're trying to pinch pennies with paying cast members? But they're also, they have a motivation to keep people out wandering through the park. So if you're walking to, if you approach whatever line and see, so if you go up to Pirates of the Caribbean and you say a 90 minute wait time and you're like, ugh, never mind, I guess I'll go get adult web. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a valid point, except if there really is a 90 minute wait time, that means... There's a lot of people in line who yeah. are not spending their money. This also, we have to trust that Disney is being accurate in representing their wait times. And that is something you can also get through the Touring Plans website. Is yeah. If you get the Lines app, which we, you and I have looked at before, yeah. it'll tell you, based in real time, people using the like app. how long it is that they're waiting. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it says 45, actual wait time 32. And Disney always does overinflate the posted list time because people are going to get mad if they have to wait longer than what the sign said, whereas they'll be happy if they have an extra, like, oh, look, that line went so fast. Mm-hmm. You said 90. It was only 70. It Yay. was only an hour. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. But I think the other thing they need to consider is if you continue keeping attraction wait times really long do people continue to have that level of this was magical i know that there's always the family nostalgia piece because obviously i mean yeah you and i keep going back but you and i also know how to work the system for fast passes and maximize the use of our time so we don't really spend a lot of time waiting for attractions because we go in a logically savvy order you could say right but i think there must, there are probably tons of people that are waiting in line this whole time. And if you went to Disney, you know, once in a lifetime and you're, you spend most of the time in lines, you know, you wait in line for four attractions and each one is 90 minutes. Oh God. Yeah. Right. What a, is that, would you still consider that a magical experience? No. So I think they need to maybe reconsider this and maybe it won't impact us on our summer trip because it sounds like on the weekends they are upping their capacity a little bit Mm -hmm. it was during the weekdays that it seemed like capacity was cut we'll see that lends to my theory it does that if they because we know that it's a lot of like you know either high school or college students that work the you know Whatever. People who have other stuff to be doing during the regular bank hour workday or whatever. 
Um, maybe it's just legitimately harder for them to staff during that time. I suspect there's something to them wanting to save the money of having to pay the cast members to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they, like, cut hours, too. I think that right now, Disney seems to be doing a lot of things to try and maximize their profit, which is a business. I get it. We can beat that drum all day. Right. And I don't think we can ever... I mean, I think people will always be upset about things Disney does that they see as being money grabs. But I don't know. They're a business, so... I think there needs to be a level of, though, if you're going to maintain your reputation as being yeah. the leader in Best entertainment yeah. and theme park experience that they are, then you need to be plussing, which is their own word for improving the guest experience. And it feels like some of what they've been doing lately has maybe been kind of taking away. You know, like sure. I've told you in the past that in the hotel rooms, they're not giving you... Um, your individual bottles of complimentary shampoo and conditioner anymore. There's just one big bottle, like, That's drilled weird. into the wall in the shower. And, you know, they'll fill it up and you can use as much of it as you want. If you want a life hack it, go ahead and bring your I'm own. I'm going to, like, bring my own empty container and fill it up. We are absolutely going to do that, yeah. <laughs> we are going to do we that. get my money's worth out of this. But that's not plussing. That's taking away. Cutting sure. ride capacity is not plussing. It's taking away. I don't know. I think the shampoo one might be more about not wasting tons of little bottles. They keep saying that, but I suspect there's some business bottom line Oh, I mean, I'm too. sure it's cheaper, too, but I also think... Look how green we are! Yeah, but I also think, think of all those millions of little bottles that they're not going to use now. I am not mad about that. Yeah. I will say it's kind of gross thinking about sharing. It isn't that gross. I know, I know. It's fine. But do you want to bring the plastic bottles? No, I don't. Liar. I don't like hotel shampoo. Oh, well, I want it. <laughs> this has been a very fun side tangent to go on involving the showers. Uh, but enough of the conspiracy theories. I now want to move on to, if it's even possible, somehow an even more ridiculous and amazing news story. This was brought to my attention by uh, the moms of one of my students. So shout out to Anna. This is amazing and i i cross-checked it on snopes because i do love my fact checking snopes website it says that this is what is un- snopes it's like a that. <laughs> it's like a website that tells you whether or not this like popular thing going around on the internet is true or oh. false or unproven okay so i i checked this news story basically the research is not entirely proven but the research really did happen. So this is not a false news story. Okay. Great. But not totally true either. Or not proven yet. Well, the research is not definitively... Pending approval. Right. We can't... You know, correlation does not imply causation. Sure. So we cannot definitively say that this research has proven anything. But this research did happen. And its results are what I'm going to share with you. Okay. Okay, great. So this is, I'm, I'm just straight up going to read this to you. Um, these are all direct quotes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. This is all from Snopes. Okay. So, quote, basically, 
I had patients telling me that after riding a particular roller coaster at Walt Disney World, they were able to pass their kidney stone. This is said by the researcher named Wart- Wartinger. Um, I even had one patient say that he passed three different stones after riding multiple times. So we're talking about passing kidney stones on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in Frontierland. I know. that. Let's keep going. So this resulted in Wartinger going out and testing the theory using a validated synthetic 3D model of a hollow kidney complete with three kidney stones no larger than four millimeters inserted into the replica. He took the model in a backpack on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at the theme park 20 times. Small sample size, but, you know, it's a lot of waiting time in line. His initial results verified patient reports. Quote, in the pilot study, sitting in the last car of the roller coaster showed about a 64% passage rate, while sitting in the first few cars only had a 16% success rate, Wardinger said. So we know that in the back seat of the roller coaster, it like has that whip around kind of effect more. more. Yeah. Yeah. A whiplash sort of thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, quote, in all, we used 174 kidney stones of varying shapes, sizes, and weights to see if each model worked on the same ride and on two other roller coasters, Wardinger said. Big Thunder Mountain was the only one that worked. We tried Space Mountain and Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, and both of those failed. Wardinger went on to explain that these other rides are too fast and too violent with a G-force that pins the stone into the kidney and doesn't allow it to pass. Final quote, the ideal coaster is rough and quick with some twists and turns, but no upside down or inverted movements, he said. I just want to spare a thought for the people waiting in line next to this guy as he pulls out his (laughs) jars of kidney models to, just, to figure out if they've passed yet. Um, okay, so I want to speak from the experience of being someone who has had a kidney stone. Um, and I can definitively say that movement in general, let alone going to Walt Disney World, is pretty much the last thing I would ever want to do um, in that experience. But I guess... I mean, if you already if you already have a kidney stone, it can't hurt. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Throwback to episode two. You are already at the most magical place on earth. You've right. invested thousands of dollars. This will be amazing. I'm sitting in a wheelchair, literally writhing and crying. <laughs> Put me on big thunder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. Could I talk you into doing this if you had a kidney stone? Um, I mean, maybe that was. The worst experience ever, though. In so... lieu of actual medical treatment, can we just take you can't do a spontaneous for a trip to Disney anyway. World? They just say drink water. And well, perfect. At Disney World, just we wait. have to take a ton of water. <laughs> I know. Oh, I mean, sure. Sure. We can do this. We're going to go. You could maybe make it happen, I guess. I mean, this researcher in his weird little backpack full of jarred kidneys this I'm, made it work so this has to be my dream medical treatment like hi i'm feeling awful go ride a roller coaster it'll Perfect. make you feel better um if you're pregnant will it help shake loose a baby yeah i think i, I think, think that's, that's the whole that reason works. i think that's yeah. why they say don't go on it 
<laughs> Probably. It doesn't say any warnings about kidney stones on those. Uh... No, it should encourage it. They it should, should put get like on a, here. You've got like a, a positive. Stone. Do you have a kidney stone? Right in the back. I love this research so much. I just want to know what person was at Walt Disney World had a kidney stone. Oh, well, I, it sounds like it has to be a person who's like had enough empirical evidence. Like they've gone and tried to pass a kidney stone four or five times, and they're like every time. Even if you it happened what? once, wouldn't you find that astounding? Like you're feeling awful. You're at Disney World. You go on this roller coaster thinking this is only going to make it worse, and you come off, and you're like, you know, what? I'm going to pass this right now. I would like to point out that is not at all how kidney stone passing works. No, it's um, when you go to the bathroom, right? Yes, but I wouldn't describe the passing of the kidney stone to be a, oh, like, I feel so much better now. I would describe <laughs> it as, like, um, it hurts a lot, it hurts a lot, it hurts a lot. Passing the kidney stone is, like, dying. And then you hurt a lot afterwards. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. Maybe I'll go on a roller coaster. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die. I should never move and just stay in the fetal position until I pass. So it's not a hashtag magical experience. No, I wouldn't describe it as like, oh, this doesn't feel so good. Maybe I'll go on a roller coaster and that'll help. I would describe that as like, I went on this roller coaster and now I'm in extreme agony. And then in like a day, I'll feel better. I just don't know if you would be able to like correlate it to that. Even if it happened immediately, you're like, I have to pee right now. Well, when you have a kidney stone, you have to pee the entire time. Okay, so this for would like be a five, wash. five days a week. Don't go in the queue, long... as we learned in episode two. Yeah, right. Do I was not like, go right first of all, how long? How is it even possible? Because when you have a kidney stone, you have the sensation of needing to pee constantly. So don't put you down for a fifty minute wait time. <laughs> right. So a fifty minute wait time already, and then um. I'll be honest and say, I don't think I could stand up for that long either. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was really like a... Then this is fascinating research. The fact that this researcher had multiple people report to them. Yeah. That they had passed kidney stones. Maybe I just like can't tolerate. But I, I mean, when I told people I had a kidney stone, everyone went, oh my God, that's the worst thing in the entire world. From like everyone. So... I have a hard time believing that people, I mean, I guess if you've already spent all that money. I have a hard time believing this entire article. When it was shared with me, I thought, there's no way this is true. This is Haunted Mansion Coco all over again. And then I looked it up and I had, there was nothing that disproved it. Like this appears to be something somebody really researched. I'm also really enamored with the idea of having a whole bunch of fake kidneys. Like, just All in the a backpack. Like, how backpack. do you get through security? Because now they're checking everything. And they're like, um, what is this? Yeah, right. Like, oh, just, it's my fake kidneys. They're just in, like, jars or, like, Tupperware containers or something. Like, and this guy's, like, Mickey backpack. Nothing. I can only imagine the number of things people bring into Disney World each day. We've learned about burritos. We've learned about right, kidneys. Like, they're just burritos. Don't mind me. Yeah. Well, we've learned a lot here today. I want to thank everyone so much for listening, and thank you again to Rachel for joining me. Of course, anytime. I love having you here. So if you all enjoyed today's show, please remember to subscribe on iTunes or bookmark us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash podcast. This has been Peg and Rachel Zisman for Those Magic Sparks Podcast. Don't forget, kindness is cool, so make good choices 
and have a magical day.